Hello, everyone. Welcome to the first episode of the It Be Like That podcast, where me and Akib, uh, Tamir, Pratik, and Rafi as uh, my co-hosts. We're going to just try to have some fun, talk about some things that we really want to talk about, uh, and kind of sit here and do nothing like we usually do, and hope some people have some entertainment out of this. So. I'd like to think we got a little bit more going on than just nothing at all, right? We There's some quality banter, so we figure why not share our quality banter yeah. with everyone else or anyone else who cares yeah, to listen. Yeah, Any, anyone who's listening who's a real who's a real one, anyone who's not, <laughs> it's not, and I'm going to hold it against you for as long as I live. Uh, just putting it uh. out there. <laughs> Nothing like yeah. emotional blackmail episode one to really start hey, the season off. Hey man, we were all raised like that. Don't talk to me, please. Um, <laughs> all right, so uh, how, how we're going to actually do this is uh, we have a few topics that we're actually going to get through for each episode. Uh, to start off, pretty much every episode, we, we like to do this segment called What the Fuck Happened. I guess What the Fuck Happened Today. Look through where we look through Reddit or Twitter or anywhere to see something that we found interesting to, uh, to talk about. A lot of it will probably be world news, right? I'm assuming it's probably going to end up being world news. More than, more than uh, likely, probably. But we'll see where yeah. this goes, right? Yeah, this, is still, this is still our pilot episode here. <laughs> Very much a pilot episode. Um, and we're just going to talk about that, start it off with that, and then we have a few topics that we want to get into right after. So, guys, uh, to start off for the first one, I actually had something prepared. I, I don't know if everyone else saw this, but... Uh, the there's an investigation that was launched into Trump's political interference in the CDC and FDA's coronavirus work. There's an article um, on the Independent, uh, the UK newspaper. I'll link it to everyone. And if anyone has already seen it or read it, we can just get straight into it. But essentially what it's saying is the CDC and FDA are saying that Trump had political interference uh, by preventing them for publishing... Uh, the proper mandates and announcements for to manage with the coronavirus. Uh, yeah, essentially. And it's, I mean, again, we are a little biased here because this is going to be a little dem-sided. Uh, right here, it says... I think CD- that's fair to say. That's yeah. probably a good disclaimer for anyone yeah. listening that, yeah. like... You're probably not going to get a lot of love for Trump here. <laughs> and well, while, you know, I don't think anyone here is like a blind Democrat for life. Yeah. Stop right there. Yeah, oh, yeah. God damn. We're going to Oh, rough. For pretty plausible reasons, I'd like to think we're all uh, anti-Trump, right? But as, yeah. as for this thing, I think the biggest thing is that the fact that an investigation got launched into it is uh, is genuinely like, it's not surprising Mm-hmm. given how much overt like uh act polit- political bias was shown by the administration in terms of trying to either curtail or just limit the amount of information that came out about the coronavirus right mm-hmm. or i don't know if you guys saw this a couple of weeks back but there was a thing that came out that uh showed that basically the uh, coronavirus task force um especially jared kushner basically uh led the idea in the administration that hey instead of having a nationwide plan to deal with the virus let's do it state by state because the states that are getting the most hit by it are democratic blue states so then we can just blame their governors and try and get more people in those states to vote for us who said this right. um i can try and find the article for it mm-hmm. but it was basically i believe it was jared kushner uh wow. trump's shitty son-in-law yeah um Right, he, so he he held some office. What what office does he hold? He's not. They, they he's, don't hold office. That's the thing. His family all hold advisor positions. Ah, oh, he's he's a Trump advisor. Right? Oh, yes, yeah, so that's yeah, what yeah, yeah. So you know, you can appoint position. anyone to an advisor. Yeah. that requires yeah. no qualifications. Yeah. So you know, a little bit of nice nepotism, one, two, three, and you got you got your daughter working as an advisor. Yeah. You got your son-in-law yeah. working as an advisor. Okay. <laughs> We're not gonna get into the dynastic undertones of this administration are we now uh what do we talk about the actual problem that this article is saying about well this i I feel like this is very much uh widespread like known i guess at least for the most part where we haven't handled the virus at like well at all considering at the very peak of everything hospitals are not getting the right equipment and everything uh, that we really needed i mean but that's that's actual equipment, but actually preventing the CDC or the FDA to send out announcements, that seems, I don't know, kind of maniacal, if I were to say so myself. Sounds pretty evil, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't think it's uncharacteristic. They've been, like, 
they've been saying the science doesn't know for a while now mm-hmm. he's he he initially when when coronavirus when the coronavirus was um mainstream uh he started saying how china did a great job at um, holding it down and then i mean obviously that's not true because the whole world um got it and uh even then he was talking about how he did a great job uh, he how he he did a great job now we have like what 215k dead in the u.s yeah um and he blamed and, and he said that new york did a terrible job which i mean we have a lot of debts i agree but i think that's just because of population debt intensity um and now he's still saying how we're shit even though oh can i curse yeah, by all means. Okay, okay, I'm pretty yeah, sure yeah. we can, given the segment is called "What the fuck happened today." <laughs> oh, true. Wait, wait, wait. Right, right, right. My bad. I, I, the PG barrier you. has been broken. Suck I haven't balls. eaten all day. I'm <laughs> but yeah, like they they were talking a lot of shit about New York, even though right now we've got it. Uh, we've got it down pretty well. I know so, that our our um our numbers aren't exponentially increasing, unlike other states. Other states are. I mean, we have a lot. I mean, ever since um, our uptick, yeah, yeah. we've been staying steady at around 1.2, 1.3,000 ever since the uptick happened at towards yeah. the end of the summer, which where we were coasting at around 500 or 600 beforehand, if I'm if I'm remembering correctly. Now, you know, there's a like this argument that like, yeah, New York fucked up. I think that was in the very beginning. But if I remember, like, you know, I was, I was out of town. We were first. Yeah, we were first. We were, like, we were first. The thing with New York fucking up is the issue here is that a lot of the people who use New York for like rhetoric against how uh, the state performed, right, isn't so much. Hey, look at the numbers and look how much the 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 spike came down. They look at Cuomo and they keep pointing at um, the fact that nursing homes were temporarily used uh, to house COVID nineteen patients, right? Mm-hmm. Which at the time, I believe Cuomo came out and said that. Hey, Trump said you could do this, so he did do that because New York was so overwhelmed. Um, as a result, unfortunately, some elderly people uh, got COVID-19 who maybe would not right. have been as likely to get it. But the whole thing is, as uh, as Pratik was saying, like New York got hit so early on as one of the biggest epicenters yeah. back in what February, March, right? Uh, it was March is when I we shut know. down. March is exactly when like, exactly. The end March, of March is when we shut down. By that by t- by the point when we shut down, like it was already already a massive issue, yeah. right? I mean, um, I, and there was a lot less known about the virus at that time in terms of protocols and procedures. Because I remember like, lockdown. Like, we didn't have, like, no, no, we shut down, though. Like, so, I mean, right. at least I'm remembering everything from the perspective of, like, school, right? So I was I was gone the Friday where we had the first, I think it was the uh, Iranian lawyer. Not a real, it was a lawyer and his whole family. I remember that, right? I was gone that Friday. I came back Sunday and on my way home... I was hearing that 80 people were infected in New York City. And by Thursday, because I remember I had I had my DP, which is my design project on, on Wednesday. By Thursday, I wasn't going to school. Like, we were shut down. So I, I don't know if, if we're judging by schools, because that's what I remember. I don't know about the state. I don't know about restaurants. I don't know about hospitals. I, I don't know. I, I don't remember when we exactly shut everything down. But I, I think stating that New York did a poor job is kind of bending the like you know bending the truth there here's the thing is that bending the truth feels like it's like not an issue yeah. when it comes to you know uh, uh certain republicans using uh trying to beat down what they consider a, like a, a not a success story right mm-hmm. um i don't know if you guys have heard about paul ryan um he's one of speaker? the Oh, that's What's Ron up? Paul. That's Ron Paul. Sorry. Ron. No, no, yeah. Ron Paul is a speaker. Paul Ryan's a, a Republican senator. Yeah. And he he had a back and forth with Dr. Fauci, basically, where Fauci said what New York did was great. And this is like a model that other states could learn from. Whereas the senator was like, no, um, clearly they didn't do a good job because of nursing homes. And two, the only reason they're fine now is because they've achieved herd immunity where so many people have gotten it. <laughs> most of the state is now immune to it, which then My Fauci ass. tried to explain is super not the case, but there's My no, you know, there's no ass. reasoning with some people. <laughs> I don't know. Robbie, I don't you even been... know where the, like the topic of, oh, sorry, Robbie, yeah. did you say something? No, no, I was saying Robbie's oh. been quiet. Robbie, you have anything to say? I, have... I mean, I don't know how people can say New York did a bad job when like New York was like, you know, one of the hardest hit areas. Like, remember, like, the, the core truck of the hospitals? I think we were the hardest hit area in the nation, if not the world. I think we were really bad. I think we were, like, really, really bad. Yeah, it got, it got really trucks. 
Yeah, they were we did have horse trucks outside of hospitals. Dude, in the U.S., we were very much the worst, hardest hit, and then maybe Cali. Oh yeah. yeah. Sorry, I, mean... I need to back up for a second. Yeah. It, you were right, Nikki. Paul Ryan is a speaker. Yeah. Rand Paul is the dumbass senator who is, said yeah. no. New York achieved herd immunity, <laughs> and they're still trying to use that argument of herd immunity works, right? I mean, um, it will, but there's no proving. No, that. no. The thing <laughs> is, it, it will at the cost of the majority yeah. of the nation, yes. right? Yeah. Um, I think Fauci came out and said, at this point, only 10% of the population has been affected by COVID-19. For herd immunity, and, you know, we've had 215,000 people or so die already. For you herd immunity to work, 10% has to go up to, like, 80 to 90. Oh, How many more people die oh. along the way to achieve herd immunity? Oh, to, to, to like... I think 3%, right? No, I mean, I mean, like, if you consider, like, I, I was watching uh, last week tonight, like, earlier this morning and watching half of it just now. Um, we got rid of smallpox, right? The World Health Organization got rid of smallpox, what, 20, 30 years ago? Like, mm -hmm. completely eradicated. To completely eradicate a disease and to have the herd immunity that we do for, like, smallpox, we have to get, everyone has to either catch it or we get rid of the whole damn thing. Herd right. immunity is not going to work if 10 people are in a room and two people are still infected. I mean, I'm not a scientist. I am not a biologist. I'm this not. This is you true. Know, we should make a disclaimer. None of us four are actual <laughs> medical doctors. Yeah. Everything we know are just a bunch of chuckle fucks trying yeah. to read articles and understand what's going on. Exactly. Right? So, I don't know. I think we're better chuckle fucks than the ones running the state, right? I, I'm oh my right god. <laughs> Those chuckle fucks are <laughs> like, oh, they're worldly chuckle fucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, I, I think the survival rate is 97%, which sounds good if it's a test. Mm hmm. In terms of like what two hundred million people, in in terms of uh, how how many people we have in the country, that's not very good. Oh, I, uh, I, I mean, even I just three. Percent, no, no, you're right. You're right to say that ninety seven percent in terms of a ninety seven percent chance of me winning the lottery. I'll take those odds yeah. in a heartbeat, Easy. right? A ninety seven percent chance or ninety seven percent of the American population being wiped out is like you might as well like stab a, a midwestern state and just be like let me just chop these off the map right everyone here dead gone off to off to rapture with you yeah you know I, I, it, I, it actually is like three percent uh death rate speaking of you know all of this covid i just saw this on our news texas woman dies from covid19 while on domestic flight uh, I, oh. I didn't actually even read it. This is straight up the title, but this she is get on interesting. The flight. How the fuck do you get on the flight, dude? How I mean, un allowed? unless she was entirely asymptomatic until it no, killed but her, but I don't understand how that no, would actually work. You get tested before you get on flights now. I mean, how would you die if you're asymptomatic? I think maybe she just didn't have a fever because that's what they check for, right? That yeah, that's what but, I'm. That's what I'm thinking. Maybe she wasn't showing a fever, but like I would expect if you're gonna die, I feel like you would have. A dude, fever, she's, but, in like, she's in her thirties. She's in her thirties. She's not even old. Maybe she had pre-existing conditions or Maybe. something. I'm not sure if it's for domestic flights, but at least for international flights, you need to get tested and show your test results before they let you on a plane. Now. Oh, yeah? I mean, I'm assuming that's even for foreign governments, because a lot of governments are just not letting people in. I, yeah. I, it's, it's a lot harder, especially people from the U.S. I think I've heard that it's very difficult to get out outside of the U.S. to go to other like first world countries. Oh, yeah. Most most first world countries do not want Americans. We <laughs> we are the hotspot right of the world yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. it's gotten to yeah. the point where like, hey, what do you want to do? Go to Canada, go to Europe. Get yeah. out of here. You're not coming yeah. in. Yeah. Right. Uh, um, <laughs> just to circle circle back around for a second, though, yeah. um, because this whole conversation was prompted by the fact that the uh, Trump administration is being investigated for uh, essentially oh, yeah. how they're treating the data for the CDC from the CDC. Um, do you remember back in, I believe it was June or July, there was a bit of an uproar because most, or not most, all hospitals were reporting their data to the HHS, right, the Department of Health and Human Services. Mm -hmm. But instead, Trump decided that he wanted all the data to be sent to the CDC, right? And that sent up a bit of an uproar because the CDC, um, at least at the time, I believe a lot of people were arguing that the CDC uh, has different standards for what they consider as cases, um, and also that this could be used to try and, like, either Wait, CDC suppress... Versus CDC the CDC versus, versus the HHS was, is was the, the HHS, issue back in June. Is the HHS uh, another U.S.-based? Yeah, yeah, they're all U.S. agencies, right? No, not the World Health Organization, at least. Oh no, not the World Health. No, HHS and the, the the HHS is the Department of Health and Human Services. Okay. Right, and then the CDC is, of course, you know, Centers for Disease, Disease Control. control yeah. Um, the issue here was that 
since the beginning of uh, COVID, everything was being sent to the HHS, right? Mm-hmm. Um, around June, July, or actually, if I'm looking at this article correctly, it says June 4th was when this first took place. Um, Trump decided, hey, send this shit to the CDC, right? Yeah. Um, and basically, that way, the, their administration has more control over what's being counted as cases and how those cases are being reported, right? <clears throat> Um, so the fact that they're being investigated for this stuff is just, it's almost like, thank God, some, like some amount of accountability is being, uh, brought to them because otherwise they're just doing this willy nilly. Right. Even recently, I don't know if you saw, uh, but Fauci came out and said that, uh, he, that the administration is limiting the number of hours and minutes he can spend on TV talking about, uh, the virus. (laughs) Right, Bro. he has limited exposure and limited uh, opportunity is, to even communicate about what's going on. How is this not propaganda in a nice, in a neatly wrapped present? How is this not? Well, propaganda? it's not neat. <laughs> it's not neat. It's it really, really isn't neat. It looks. Yeah, it looks when neat. it's neat, um, you know, people don't usually it, find out. It's neat to Fox News. Everything it, it, that you it, it is, up on. It is neat to Fox News and everyone who watches Fox oh, News. Yes, yes. And uh, I'm yeah. not. I don't care about stepping on any toes, but fuck Fox News, right? So. <laughs> Um, okay, I think, I think we've kind of beat that, beaten that into all hell, don't you guys think? I suppose that's fair, that's a fair yeah. statement. Yeah. I think we've have... made all of our, all of our points pretty yeah. clear and our, our, our standings pretty obvious. Anyone have anything else they want to, do they see interesting on Reddit? It could be a dumb meme, it could be anything, maybe a funny line. Oh, funny we're TikTok. doing dumb memes? It dumb memes on TikTok. an audio platform? That's it could be, a, it could be a funny TikTok <laughs> if you saw a funny joke. I don't know. Oh no! Oh my God! I got you I next time. I, don't, I wasn't. Wait, I, I saw. I saw. Wait, today. did you guys see the thing that I sent yesterday? It was uh, marriage is just an or gate. Ruffy, you would have loved it. Shit. So what? Hold on. Marriage wait, is wait. just a what? It's an or gate. Or gate. It's it's a, it's an engineering thing. Fuck! Hey. I gotta find it. Uh, I mean, if I find it, I'll share it later. Another like some good programmer humor. Oh my God! Hold on. Okay. Hold on. I, I don't I know how to explain that. how an or gate works, but. Uh, fuck. It was like this professor who did it. Uh, let me see. Let me see if I can go find it. If, in the meantime, someone else please say something. In the meantime, uh, let's see. We got next yeah, on let's see what we got. the docket. I've been very MIA. That's oh, uh, the next thing. Hold on. Uh, unique 2020 election. Oh, I mean, we more or less went through that, but holy shit, I guess if we're talking about politics anyways, that's going to be a mess because basically once Trump is basically trying to say that, hey, all the results are going to be election day, whereas uh-huh. voting ballots means it's not going to happen election day. States are going to be counting ballots for at least a week. Yep. But Apparently uh, there's also oh, okay, wait, voting. I found it. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I did find it. Hold nice. on. Okay, wait, I'm going to link to everyone. I'm going to just watch it while I talk over it. So, ah, uh, oh, did the video get deleted? No, the video got deleted. Oh, I'm so sad. Oh, nice. Is the video Sleep deleted for everyone? I don't understand when people delete their, like, what happened here, that was right? so funny. It, just for context, uh, he sent the link of, I guess, something on r slash funny. Yeah. It got 35,000 upvotes, and it doesn't, it doesn't seem like something that would, a post that would hurt people, right? So, why, why delete your own post? Like, I is this... Know. Man, he maybe deleted maybe his own. Wait, you can see he deleted his entire yeah. account. You oh. slash deleted his. Maybe, his, his maybe I'll add hate for it, but what? essentially all it said, yeah. all it was saying is that if the husband is right and uh, uh, if the husband is right and the wife is right, then the wife is right. <laughs> if the husband, if is, the wrong, husband is right and the organ. wife is right, then the, the, okay, and if if both of them are wrong, then you then the husband is wrong. I don't know. I just found it hilarious. Oh, oh, is this like oh. a logic game? It's an or game. It's a logic game. It's an or game. Ruffy knows what I'm talking okay, about. Okay, got yeah, 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 or game. I have no clue what or gates are, but yeah. I, I vaguely logic understand gates. logic gates. Damn it, ah, uh, man, I wish I could. I wish I could just. I didn't do see the video. video. I'm guessing like the joke is that every time like the husband's wrong, the wife is always right or something. Yes, 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 yes. It's an or game, bro. She's the one. She's the one. She's the one, and you guys, guys, guys. As a wise man once said, happy wife, happy, happy life. Happy wife, happy life. Yeah, it sounds should... like a long way of saying happy wife, happy life. Yeah, that's, um, <laughs> that's the motto of this podcast. We would like to say that every single time. Um, happy okay, wife, happy life. Are we okay. not all single, so... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We are all single. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, what? Hold on. No, 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 no. Okay, let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. Moving on. Let's move on. Okay, so, okay. The reason I wrote down the unique 2020 election. Two out of four people here are lying out of their teeth. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Anyways, moving on. Okay, Um. so the reason I put down... um. 
2020 election. We, this is a very interesting election for a multitude of reasons. We have a, we have the annoying orange in office, first of all. <laughs> Second of all, we are living through a global pandemic where mail-in ballots for the first time in history are actually, you know, a significant it's portion of It's more widespread vote. than just, you yeah. know, people who can't go down to vote. Essentially, right? Instead of, you know, geriatrics and shit like that. Um, right. <laughs> it's, it's a very widespread... <laughs> very widespread... Um, a lot of widespread voting is going to be done through the mail. There's a few issues with this. There's a few benefits to this. And I, I know Tamid said it while, while we were doing the stupid thing. Um, the, the election results will not like be finalized on election day. Right? And they never are, technically. Technically, they, they never are. Technically never are. It's just a result of the yep. last 10 years of me like news media mm -hmm. uh, and basically being able to, you know, count all the ballots up on election day. And usually just, I guess the country has been lucky in that the past, like, however many years, there's never been enough voters after election day to swing a vote. It is... It is the Super Bowl for CNN, Fox News, NBC, MSNBC. Right, it is right, the right. Super Bowl for these companies. Now, I have a question if anyone knows this. Um, on election night, is that the day the Electoral College votes? votes? No. Okay, so how does... No, does no, no. Know? So what, what all the news companies do when they start counting up delegates and stuff like that, all of those are projections. Right. Mm -hmm. The thing is, those projections are usually pretty accurate, given that all the that, that the vast majority of people have their votes counted by uh, by that day or on that day. Right. That's why you'll see, you know, um, on those sort of 24 hour wall to wall coverages, it will be, you know, Indiana's reporting in Iowa's reporting in. Right. Whenever those polls close and whenever all the ballots are tallied mm -hmm. up. Right. Um, but then, of course, that issue here is that. After the polls close, the ballots, the 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 mailed in and absentee ballots still have to be counted up. Okay, so okay, so the the entirety of the the the, pres, uh, the presidential election, right, comes down to the the electoral college votes, right? So do when do those like actually occur, or do they occur? That's, you know, I've like, never yeah, when, that so, like, that, like that's 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 an interesting thing. It's like if these mail-in ballots come in late, right? Because we don't vote based on a popular vote, right? So it doesn't even matter technically whether mail-in right. ballots come in early or late. It just depends on who the electoral college votes for. Now, when do they vote? Like how how do how do they know when there's enough votes to sway them? I guess. Does anyone have that answer? We, I mean, easily, like, could be no. I have no clue. I have no idea. I'm there Googling it right some, now. Some Googling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're well, all on the okay. case right now. So, no, 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 no. Um, Another aspect it says, of this. Yeah. It, it says the actual electoral vote um, takes place in mid-December. Yeah, that, that seems right. Okay, that does make sense. That does seem right. Um, When's the inauguration? January, right? January, yeah. yeah. Usually, I think the first or second week of January. <laughs> yeah, so, like, I mean, like, Trump saying, or the Trump administration saying, that, like, oh, the election has to happen on election day. Never, it's not really true. It's just the it's fact not that election true, day is a date, you know? Him and it's saying so that simple. basically lets him, he, I mean, he's been doing this for ages, but him saying that is just another seed to try and sow doubt into the results that come out of the election, right? Essentially, no, yeah. The issue being, he's basically betting more of his supporters will vote on election day, whereas more Biden supporters yeah. would vote by mail. Yeah. So one thing well, that could very much be a likely scenario is that on election day, we see that the popular vote that has been tallied up is leaning towards Trump, right? Mm -hmm. But in the following few days or week, yeah. if we see that it's leaning towards Biden because of all the absentee ballots that are counted, then Trump... Or supporters could easily cry foul play yeah. and essentially, you know, make a whole hubbub out of the process. I mean, the term I've been hearing is blue wave. Like, right? Yeah, that would that would probably get a blue wave. Um, you know, another another thing about how this election is kind of interesting. I don't know how we had our, a, a, a obviously a presidential election during the Spanish flu outbreak. Now, I'm not a history bug. Uh, especially about American history, but 
I wonder how it was taken care of during the Spanish flu outbreak in the 20s or early 20s. I mean, that's very much off topic, and I highly doubt we'll really get into that, but that that seems like an interesting place to kind of... I mean, I don't have an answer for you on that one, but I know specifically uh, there was a a precedent set by, like, even Lincoln uh, during the Civil War was like, oh, our country is at war with ourselves. We're still doing voting by absentee ballots, right? Like, that was still very widespread, while the majority of males in uh, in the North would be, you know, sent down to fight. Yes. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I know Pratik just wrote this down in the sheet here. It says, how the fuck do we not have online voting yet? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Before we go oh, in, yeah. um, I just Googled it. 675K died uh, in the US from the Spanish flu. 600? What? 675,000. 670, over half a million people died to the Spanish flu. That's wild. Yeah, but I mean, the thing yeah. is, our projections are like right around there. 400K. Uh, no, and no. that's just for January 1st. I mean, yeah, that's also considering before. When is penicillin invented? Uh, <laughs> I'm Googling something else right now. Yeah, 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 okay, yeah. <laughs> penicillin. Uh, that would be 1928. 1928. And the, so this is right around time. And the Spanish flu. 1918. So this is so, yeah, 10 this years is even before, before this. We had proper, you know, we barely had antibiotics. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Not even. I, I mean, again, not a biohistorist. Historist? Historian. Historian. Mm. Historian. Hey, words. I'm, not, I'm not a biology historian, but I'm assuming before penicillin, we didn't have anything great. We were just using meth and co- uh, coke for everyone, but, you know, besides the point. So, you know... We're to... definitely... This is this is where uh, the disclaimer again of we are not doctors <laughs> definitely comes into play. We're not anything, because mostly. Because <laughs> while I'm inclined to agree with Nikib, there's a good chance we definitely had yeah. some amount of decent medical technology. Huh. Although it's it's a valid point that, hey, so you chop off an arm during the Civil War, coke for you. Yep. Uh, Nothing like a good real... shot of uh, morphine. Morphine uh, is the big one, right? Let's not forget that one. I could, I could go for some morphine. Real quick, I just want to... Hold, hold on. Hold on, wait, wait, wait. Before we get completely uh, off the rails, <laughs> I, I, I want to answer your question you had before. Yeah. How do you vote during... How did they vote during the Spanish flu breakout? Mm-hmm. What they did was um, pretty much the same thing that's happening now. Most, uh, most of the poll workers were mandated to... I mean, all of the poll workers were mandated to wear face masks. Mm-hmm. And um, it could only be in a... Uh, in a group of wait no 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 um they had to wear masks when it was two people or more so if you were not alone you had to wear a face mask and everyone who was voting had to do the same thing Interesting. it was the first masked ballot ever known in the history of america so pretty much the same way i i don't see what's hap- what they're talking about um, um if if they talk about mail-in voting uh they don't so i i don't know about that mm-hmm. well, right, but yeah. i think low- what you're saying still sets a pretty solid picture of us uh, uh much more dire scenario than what we're dealing with but a similar you know idea of you know mask up and try and take precautions against said virus it's yeah. just this time it's much more politicized yes um, um i actually yeah. have kind of a segue into the next topic uh into which to- like blissful ignorance or are we t- the still tangent about- oh the tangent. tangent yeah by all means go yeah. ahead so so i mean i i understand that like uh you know they don't want any interference or anything but at this point it feels kind of dumb because like everyone has access to all of their banking information and all of their private information online. Why can't we just vote online? Like voting is not more important than my identity, you know? Right. Um, I, I, don't, I don't think I don't think that especially because has... elect- yeah, go ahead. No, no, I was, I was just gonna say online voting is like, yeah, of course, I would fucking love to vote online. Right. I think the issue with online voting is not the fact that can we do it? It's the fact of like the general public in the states, the people who actually do vote, will fear voting online and fearing of getting hacked or this. But it's interesting because if you're willing to mail in va- ballot or even even during the 2018 elections, uh, there was a bunch of people talking about how ballot machines are all outdated. They're really shit. And you use a pencil and a paper. It's very easy to forge. There's so many uh, contingencies yeah. that happen with voting. It's just the general... What's the word? What's the word I'm looking for? Outlook on things is that mm-hmm. it's unsafe. And that's probably because of the generation that we're in. It, it, it 100% will happen eventually because it doesn't seem like it won't. 
It's just the mass public is kind of uncomfortable with it. And remember, the states are yeah. generally very slow on adopting new technology, even if the internet's been around for 30 years at this point, right? Yeah, I agree. I guess that makes sense. The thing with online voting is that, in theory, it's fantastic, right? But like I keep saying, it's safety that's the biggest questionable issue. Um Kind of for two reasons, right? The ballot machines that, uh, Nikiba, I think you brought up in 2018. Yeah. Um, one of the issues with them is that ballot machines, in theory, shouldn't be an issue, right? But the two sort of security flaws that come into play is, one, when they're hooked up to the internet, which a lot of security experts, from what I've seen, sort of say there's no reason for that, right? Hooking something up to the internet is just uh, opening it up for attack or opening it up to vulnerability. Um, and the second thing being the fact that, uh, there's always supposed to be some sort of, uh, physical record of the votes that are tallied, right? So that if there's something that goes wrong on the digital end, there's still a separate way to confirm what the original, what a voter's original vote or intent was, right? Um, mm. as far as having online voting let's say like like a, in a best case scenario something as convenient as hey you just open up your phone and you just pop in your vote for who you want to vote for that would be great the issue is that infrastructure would have to be really well funded and done securely enough uh so as to make sure that there really is no room for for attacker vulnerabilities right because an online database or an online whatever sort of ui or infrastructure they set up for that would easily be one of the most targeted things uh, to to be accessed by the internet, right? Other countries, yeah. our country, like parties in our country would be attacking that. Other foreign actors would be attacking that. It would just be a security, like, it would be like bees to honey in terms of, like, having people attack it. Yeah, it it would be a very much a target. Now, like government funding is a whole different topic. Uh, right. I, I agree with Samudin. Like, there has to be such a massive team behind it to maintain it, to have it. And it's not the fact that we can't do it. The U.S. easily could do it. With a fraction, with a tiny decimal of the national budget, you could very easily do it. It's just there's no public outcry. There's no innate necessity to do it. You know what I'm saying? And it, like you can mm. like point towards the, you know, the failures of even mail-in balloting, you know, like, I, I mean, I think even John Oliver did it like a few weeks ago where <clears throat> they will match your signature to your DMV. Bro, I have my license from when I was 16. My signature is not what it was before. You know, it is nowhere near what it was before. So even my vote could be canceled because of my signature and i'm gonna i guess try to recreate it but you know even a signature is not a real good indication of your identity yeah yeah makes sense oh also before we switch i just mm. wanted to uh bring up some numbers about uh mail-in voting nicholas holy cow bushin mm -hmm. he's he, he he's a mailman and his, his route included Orange and West Orange in New Jersey. Uh, he apparently tossed, allegedly tossed, 1,875 pieces of mail into the dumpsters and 99, which were uh, election ballots. Oh, okay. I heard about that and, guy. Wait, yeah, Orange County, New intentionally... York? No, New Jersey. Oh, Jersey. Okay, okay. Yeah, Orange and West Orange. I don't know where any of that is. It's uh, Jersey. But... Jersey, yeah, bro, Jersey. Um, but yeah, like, it, I, I mean, Damn, the man, thing is, when it sucks. comes to stuff like that, is like one damn it, like fucking with people's mail is a federal offense, right? It's yes. kind of like the big reason why you're not supposed to, and if you do, you get the like the law comes down on you real hard because postmen don't play around, right? Um, yeah. You, I mean, for for anyone who doesn't know, um, the USPS have their own sort of not the FBI, but they have their own uh, branch of investigators. Nikib, you might be able to help me out with the mm -hmm. what their actual title is. Um, but like the amount of work they go, the 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 extent they go to to make sure that mail fraud or like mail theft doesn't happen is ridiculous. Um, but the other thing is also the inspector Gen general. Yes, thank you. The the, oh, the, the inspector, inspector generals. Yeah, yeah, they, they take they their shit really service. seriously if people start you know messing around with mail. The right? USPS have straight up mm -hmm. a uh, United States Postal Inspection Service. 
Yes, wild. yes. Like it's 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 wild how much they don't tolerate you messing with mail. I mean, considering right? how much you get offense. through the mail. Like, I mean, I've heard of stories and even experienced like green cards getting stolen and like uh, your social security card can get like it's so easy to do it. Like it can happen, and those those pieces of information are so critical to your fucking livelihood here uh, that it's necessary. It is pretty much necessary. And talking about defunding it is a whole different story, but we don't. There is one other thing I do want to bring up, sort of uh, relate to the fact that Pratik brought up the story. Um, Part of the reason why this story is something that we can even talk about or we're even hearing about um, is actually due to uh, Bill Barr and Trump's Department of Justice, right? Uh, Basically, what I'm referring to is that uh, the Department of Justice has a policy where I believe I don't know exactly what the time frame is, but it's around either a month to two. I'm not entirely sure what it is, but basically a month up to the election, they don't put out any information about cases like this, right? Uh, basically, point being like if there are any issues uh, related to voting or could be related to voting, they investigate that themselves and they save it for all till after the election, right? Point being, like, they don't want, like, the same reason why the FBI doesn't put out, uh, announce investigations on any political people uh, close to elections, right? Yeah. All to make sure that the public doesn't have a uh, misconception on a certain event simply because an investigation was opened up, right? If the FBI investigates a certain politician, but they're proved to be innocent after the election, right? Yeah. Then before the election, the public might think, oh, they're being investigated. Something must have gone wrong. Right. Of course, oh, the yeah. opposite is true. Guilty until proven innocent. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. um, but the whole thing is Bill Barr put a, a, a memo basically being like, yeah, that rule is still in effect for everything but uh, absentee ballots and mail fraud. Right. Mm-hmm. Basically announcing to the world. Yeah, we want to make sure that if there are any instances where public uh, confidence in this whole system could be eroded, yeah. make sure those get out there. Yeah, uh, this 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 year, the 2020 elections will be, I don't know, I feel like it's going to be kind of watershed for American history. I think what we've lived through with the pandemic and since 2016, I think probably history books will Anyone have else? Is Nikki breaking up to am anyone I, else? Am I breaking up? Uh, breaking just up. a touch. It should, it should just like, only happen on background. Discord. Yeah, that's oh, fine. Just on Discord. Then. No, it was, it was uh, uh, a car okay. rolling by. But yeah, no, going back to what you were saying, like, yeah. yo, historians will have a... It, it's going to be wild for them to try and decipher exactly what's <laughs> going on and set up exact timelines for, you know, what what's going on publicly versus privately. Is, is Trump, like, the first president that's just, like, just unwilling to, like, give up his power? Uh... Oh, Nixon Publicly, somewhere yes. up there, no, right? No, no, Nixon ended up resigning. Nixon, Nixon, Nixon ended up resigning. Though. did resign, but yeah. he got caught more, more red-handed than like Trump ever did. Yeah, um, it's just an interesting thing is Trump will be the first impeached president to actually be on a ballot. Yeah, very that's interesting. A valid point. Very that's interesting. Very I mean, considering we've only had a few impeachments, um, the fact that he hasn't even been tried, again, whole different story. We can talk about that some other time, but you know, <laughs> very watershed. I wonder how we're going to be looking back at this and how American history is going to be. Are you guys all doing m- mail-in voting? Yeah, yeah. I have oh, my mine's already been mine, counted. Mine, yeah. I actually, I don't know if you guys saw the link, but uh, I managed to confirm that mine was received and counted. Yeah, I saw uh, it too. Mine was also counted, so yeah, I still I'm have mine. voting, though. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop it off tomorrow. I, I have it already. Sure. I have it already. Uh, but yeah, we'll go from there. Yeah. I got spooked because oh. of this, um, <laughs> because of the mailman fucking with the with with the ballots. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm actually gonna go in going in person. That's it's, fair. It's I mean, that's that's up to you, but it's also like, like it's I I'd, I'd say like I still have confidence in the USPS in general in the people that work there, right? Um, it's just an issue of like their uh, I don't remember exactly what the position is, but the head guy that runs the USPS is a fucking mm. Trump crony who mm. is actively trying to dismantle their their infrastructure. Oh yeah, like remember those pictures of people of just mailboxes being carried away in the trucks? Yeah, yeah, mailboxes Wait, carried what? away. Apparently, uh, yeah, it was a while back. Look up, uh, I believe his name is Louis DeJoy, right? It's the head of the USPS, and he was Lewis appointed by Trump. Yeah. Uh, Louis, I believe L O U I S. Let me quickly double check that. Louis DeJoy. Yeah, L O U I S. Yeah, Louis DeJoy. Oh, yeah, I got it. Okay. Right. So he's a he's literally his mm-hmm. background is nothing related to any experience in public service or in the USPS. 
Um, I believe his background is actually related to his competitors, to private like mail firms. Uh, but he's basically a large Trump donor that was appointed by Trump because he's a f- big fat donor. I mean, ha- uh, half half of Trump uh, Trump's appointees have been people who donors? are very much unqualified for their positions. Yeah. Right. Um, Postmaster General, thank you. Yes, he's our current General. Postmaster General. Yeah. Uh, and he's spent the last couple of weeks, up until Congress tried to tell him to stop, uh, basically dismantling the USPS's infrastructure. Oh, he's a Republican Party fundraiser. Mm, so not better. only is he a donor, he, like, is an all-around fundraiser. Fuck. I mean... This is a great case of just like, I mean, we, we see this often with a lot of Trump's picks, but like, there's so much conflict of interest, and yet we're just supposed to gloss over that and, you know, business as usual. Yep, that's how that works in this administration. We, Where were we? Uh, well, yeah, what were we saying? Louis DeJoy, we were talking about conflict of interest. Oh, yeah, he's a fundraiser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a fundraiser. All right. Shall we? <laughs> yes. All right, well back at it mm. uh i guess we'll just have a quick cut there yeah but uh-huh. right massive conflict of interest we'll just act like business as usual apparently not only is there a conflict of interest because of the fact that he works uh he's just a donor for the republican party so of course he wants them to win uh he worked for a logistics firm that does uh, uh like postal shipping right just not for the usps so it's also in his best interest for the usps to do worse so that its competitors can pick up the business yeah, uh, like so, so many of these appointees. Yeah. Oh I yeah, think, yeah. There's no reaction but croning. Yeah, you stuff. know, you know, this this is actually perfect for the segue of our, uh, I guess, last topic of the day. It's already been forty minutes. So yeah. So the last topic, it's I guess we're gonna end on the serious note. It's a pretty interesting. We've talked about this before, uh, but let's see if we have anything new to say. It's the idea of being blissfully ignorant. Versus legitimately being uh, an observer and learning about, you know, the world around us. That can bring you to kind of sometimes realize that the world is not a great place. You know, uh, we read all these things, for example, the pandemic or, you know, being living in the U.S. while Donald Trump uh, is president. Even if it hasn't affected us directly, hearing about all this or listening to all this, sometimes I think all of us, even especially during quarantine, have shared thoughts of, you know, man, what the fuck's going on, right? Why am I even paying attention to this? I've had spurts where I just can't look at the news. Like, I actively can't do it. I can't look on Instagram. I can't look on, uh, you know, Twitter just because of everything that's going on because I know I'm going to get depressed. (laughs) So the argument here or the question here is, would you rather not know and be happy or know and understand what you're actually... I guess absorbing. Which one's better, in your own opinion? This is pure, pretty much subjective. There's no right or wrong answer here. Anyone? Uh, well, I think being blissfully ignorant is nice in the moment, Mm -hmm. but in order to create a better future, you would uh, you would have to be woke. Understood. Then you could actively make changes. Um. I, I I think it's important to note that some people are lucky enough to be able to choose between the two and others are just forced into like a shitty situation where yeah. they can't be blissfully a, a ignorant like I'm Which, not that's, that's like contextually a true, black right? man. What? That would be like contextually true in terms of like whether yeah. or not you want to know versus you kinda have to know. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, true. Yeah. Like if I if I was like a big black man that went on a went went on a run, right? I I would be more likely to be stopped than right now because I'm a like a small five foot four, like very. Sm- I mean, comparatively to a to a, a a big black man, I'm I'm very small. I'm not seen as a threat, right? Um, so I'm not usually bothered. Uh, but I you do hear stories all the time of, uh, joggers being stopped just because they're they're black and they fit the description, which is literally just gray or black or like one of those colors that are common running attire yeah yeah but um yeah that's just i just wanted to throw that in there before we continue i mean for for me at least like yeah i i I try my best to you know understand or know about you know what what's going on whether that's Mm -hmm. you know in, in in the world in my own personal life understand the situations that we're in and 
the situations that everyone else is in and try my best to be this well-rounded person, sometimes it can get overwhelming. I think I think uh, most of us can agree where sometimes you just kind of want to roll up into this ball and don't talk to anyone and just hope all your problems go away when yeah. you're not really doing anything outside of just waiting until the next day to deal with them. You know, some days you have the strength to do it. Some days you just don't. It's impossible to choose between the two. It's just a balance of what you are willing to take and learn from. You know, I have this idea of, and I've said this before, is always look to be a better person. Always look to be like a self-improvement, right? Whether that means going to the gym, whether that means, you know, making your own mental state better, whatever that takes, do that. Now, sometimes there'll be like certain certain problems. I mean, I know we all were affected by this where, you know, there were many stories of sexual assault coming out, right? And I remember having many conversations with Tamid about how, man, how the hell have we not seen this? Or how the hell is all this happening now? How the hell is this even possible? And every single time I looked at something, I would just get obscenely depressed, you know? And so, I think yeah. without a doubt, it's one of those things where it's like, it's, when it comes to would you rather know, would you not? It's an issue of even if you decide not to know, mm-hmm. it's still true. Yes. Right. So at least like my own personal outlook is all right, if this is happening, I might as well know. Right. Yes. And that's that that's applicable to both like, you know, unfortunately how messy politics are right now. Um, to things like like you mentioned before, about sort of all the allegations that came out uh uh just a couple months ago, right? Um, because, hey, if, as much as it would be easy to just sort of, you know, turn my phone off or just yeah. do something else and not read everything that's going on, yeah. all of that is happening. And all of that is still true and still affecting, uh, if not myself, then the people around me at minimum. Yeah. Right? With that situation specifically, it was it was so close to home, like meaning mm-hmm. like affecting our community right and affecting the women in our community that where we 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 we, sh- we should know you know there are certain things where you should know and there's certain things that you should talk about and and obviously that was one of them now the question i guess is to what degree you know what i'm saying to to to, to what degree uh, in, in general i'm not talking about that specific situation right, what degree right. would do you believe that sometimes you know you know we oh, we've been talking about this recently and we'll talk about this actually soon about the social dilemma how connected should we actually be you know, should we always be connected? Should we always be observing all this information? And I think our generation is statistically the most depressed of all time, like from the data that we have. I've heard that, right? Yeah. right? Is that partially? I also to, don't blame them for right? being depressed. <laughs> right, partially due to the amount of information that we are absorbing. And yes, there's positivity, but there's so much negative. You know, not just from news, not just from like events. But bro, just being trolled on the internet, you know, right. by 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 like this toxic, like I mean, growing up as I, I you know, as a guy, you know, the toxic uh, masculinity that you're around if you're in a group of boys, you know, in a lot of situations, especially in high school, right, where if you're not that type of guy, you're kind of outcasted, right? Mm-hmm. Or unless you find a group of friends, well, luckily enough, I I believe I was able to do in high school that accept you for not being a dickhead. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and you just end up being de- like you know, just fall into the shell, or you become one of those types of people, you know. Right. I mean, I guess it it really just comes back to as far as addressing your your question of you know how much do you want to know or how how much do you want to not be ignorant. Mm-hmm. It just sort of comes down to what's healthiest for you, right? Because that's different for everyone. Um, and the healthy part isn't just sort of like. How do I put this? Um, if you know a lot and it's all just bad news, like like recently how the news has been, it's very emotionally draining, right? Yeah. But then at the same time, if you know if you're sitting there and you're actively, you know, trying to ignore it, that's also not the healthiest outlook for you. So it's just I guess trying to find some sort of that middle balance, although sometimes that feels hard to to find when there's just so much bad news out there. Yeah, yeah. There's just so much bad news. So, you know, try to balance it, I guess, is the is the crux yeah, of the like, issue. Nikki, mm-hmm. I think you hit the nail on the head before when you said that you only that you care 
um, about what hits home. Mm-hmm. Um, I I feel like it's really hard to care about everything, so we probably just pick and choose. Like, obviously, we care about COVID the most um, in terms of so- social or like health issues. Mm-hmm. Um, I I really don't think like any of us even know or care about like maybe starving people all the way on the other side side of the world, right? Like, sure. nope. it's it's really hard to care about that because we just don't know them. Mm-hmm. Like we we don't know know them. Like during COVID, a lot of I I'm pretty sure we know people who were affected by by it, and mm-hmm. uh, or or like maybe some of us even had a loss, like an extended loss or whatever. Um, but and, and uh, Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter. That was also like really that hit home for us too, right. because mm-hmm. honestly speaking, they kind of paved the way for people of color like us mm-hmm. to be accepted, to be like seen the way we are rather than subhuman. Mm-hmm. Um, so at this point we felt like we had to support them um but yeah like i i don't know if i should say this and i think we can cut this uh, uh if it does not sound right 52 7 okay go ahead uh, <laughs> i i i what on my instagram there were a bunch of like ads about like do, uh donating money to um some charities mm. maybe like uh i think it was yemen and then there were some other uh like impoverished co- countries and i i fucking started blocking those ads mm-hmm. i started calling it a, a, a irrelevant or or like i see it too much or shit like that because i didn't give a fuck and i and it just, like and i mean i know i did i did give a fuck because it just kept making me sadder right but i yeah. couldn't care about another topic yeah i think i think to sort of uh maybe hop in for a moment what you're saying on it on the surface i could see why you're worried about like you know should we cut this or should we not right um like i feel fucked up saying it no no no, but i I think it's like it feels like a bad thing to say but that's also because you want to care but you're almost tired because there's always something to care about right if it's not stuff close to home like everything that's going on with blm or if it's not the constant barrage of bad news uh from what's happening domestically it could be the conflict between armenia and azerbaijan or it could be the Uyghur stuff that's going on. Right. Yeah, the am I Uyghur pronouncing that right? The Uyghur. China, okay, I'm not right? pronouncing that right. There's, there's, or... That's fine. But like, there's always a constant barrage of these things. And I think the thing, the term that's most applicable here is um, compassion fatigue, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. That's a thing. That, 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 wow. You can Google if you like. That's actually a thing. Yeah. Granted, it's probably, you know, not less applicable good. to people like you and me. But it is an actual thing of sort of just feeling burnt out by having to care about all these different things, right? Yeah. Um, now, compassion fatigue, to be, you know, for anyone who's listening that is more knowledgeable about this stuff, it's definitely more applicable to people who work in healthcare and, let's say, uh, stuff like uh, suicide hotlines and whatnot, right? Um, but to a smaller extent, I would argue it's applicable to just the general population in that it's mentally draining for people to constantly have to deal with a torrent of calamity after crisis, after problem, right? To the point where as much as critique in this instant would definitely have cared about uh, donating and responding to those advertisements, it's bouncing off of him simply because there's already other things taking up mental real estate in his head. Like Yeah, like when like I started seeing those, uh, sorry, Rafi, go ahead. I was thinking like you also just end up being more desensitized by it because you just keep on seeing it and over and over again. Yeah, I think that's a very um, well. No, it's not a very New York thing, but I think New Yorkers are more desensitized than other people. Yeah. Than the than the general public, I don't know. I mean, but, um, it, it might be a big city kind of thing. Uh, yeah, it's probably a big city kind of thing. But also, what I wanted to say was like around the time when um, COVID was happening at its peak, and all of the ads were coming in, I also was talking to like some people. Uh, some of my um, the cases that I had at um, the home care and I had to like I had to I I, I was getting a bunch of calls about like patients dying and these are like old patients which uh, I mean it it doesn't make it any worse but like it it doesn't make it any better Um, like I I, I got calls about these patients that I would talk to and a lot of them were really nice I I got to speak to um, all of them like uh, more some more more than others but then hearing that they died 
I know they're not my family members and I never like seen them or anything, but damn, that that fucking sucks. Yeah. And then I I think the worst one was when I had to tell one of their sons what um a hospice was cuz the hospital sent his father to a hospice. And he didn't know what that meant and he asked me what that meant and like I I the best way I could tell him without outright uh, the best way I could explain it to him without outright saying that he's likely going to die uh is that like that's where doc i forgot what i said i think it was like that's where doctors send people when when there's a lower chance for recovery mm-hmm. and uh he was like what does that mean what does that mean right like and he, he just legitimately yeah. did not know what that meant yeah and oh no holy shit man i think i skipped games that day oh my or or, or like yeah dude like I, I i just started blocking everything off uh blocking the the i think what most people call it is like um sad porn or something where it's just a bunch of ads oh. asking you to help on oh. everything oh, um, no, i don't know if that's the right term if that's fucked up <laughs> by all means it's the right term no, no i have Jesus, heard a term man. similar to that but like advertising is just trying to pull at your heartstrings yeah, yeah. oh yeah. My god dude that's yeah i don't think it's like possible to care about everything it's it's a rough topic you know and yeah. getting it you know talking about it on the first episode is very interesting we, we mentioned all of, a lot of this before but it's however much you can take i i when to me it said the compassion fatigue you know it's really pretty much that is i don't yeah. think any of us are legitimately you know apathetic people you know, I hope. <laughs> you know, I I don't think many people. I really don't think many people are are very apathetic. It's the sheer amount that you are exposed to negativity and just fucked up shit in the world. It's very difficult to even in your own mental state to like keep yourself in check. You know, and yeah. I mean this this will probably go into the next episode of you know when we talk about the social dilemma, uh, but. Do you guys think if we didn't have, like, our phones or internet that you'd generally be happier? So, when it comes to that question, I think the answer is yes. Yeah. But it's also, in my opinion, a worse answer, right? Yeah, yeah. It's one of those things where it's like, sure, you can pull up the stereotypical, yeah, the internet has brought us all together and whatnot. But I think more importantly than it's like, the way I look at it, and of course, if you guys disagree, please feel free, because I'm sure there are people who do, mm. right? Oh, don't worry, but I will. Sort of, <laughs> great, always rely on you. Um, <laughs> but the way I look at it is, like, there's no reason you have to throw 100% uh, of your emotional investment into every single issue that comes up, right? But at the same time, at least in my own head, I feel like it's important to at least be informed or aware of what's going on right because these things are going on and it's important to at the bare minimum to acknowledge what it is right and it's like it's there's nothing there's nothing saying that you have to be invested in everything Mm -hmm. but there's also nothing saying that if you're invested in one you have to be invested in the rest if that if that distinction makes sense right like if i were to clarify i guess the best way to explain is like if you're out there protesting for blm right you're throwing all of your emotional weight and investment into that cause, right? There's nothing wrong with you if you're simultaneously also not protesting for, uh, let's say, for Palestinian rights or, let's say, for the Uyghurs, right? You might support those things, Mm -hmm. right? You might have standpoints on them, but if you're throwing all your emotional investment into one cause, there's nothing wrong with that compared to, you know, if someone were to say, why aren't you also saying this, this, and that? Right. It's just part of you can still be informed, still be aware of what's going on. But at the same time, there's still just so much emotional uh, like capacity we have to invest into everything around us. You know, and, and that's not even talking about your own personal issues. You know, we haven't even talked about, you know, anything outside of, you know, your phone, you know, so, like whether it's family, friends, personal life, whatever that is, you know. Especially during quarantine, so many people were not in a good state of mind. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. uh, I've spoken to many of my friends who, you know, after graduating, none of us, you know, getting your lives together, things like that, and even even still trying to do that. Uh, like, you know, there's there's so much, there's so much when it's it's so easy to access it, and then you know, a lot of it we're not even focusing on the 
good sides of it, you know, the fact that we have all this during COVID to stay connected, to for us to even be able to do, you know, have this idea and start doing the podcast. Yeah. There, there are good sides to it. It's, uh, yeah. I, th- I think we've, we've covered a lot of what we really wanted to say, unless anyone has any other ideas. Uh, I don't maybe. immediately, but I also, if I'm perfectly honest, don't yeah. want to end this on such a oh. sort of downer of a note. We don't need right? to. But like you're right. In... Down, no. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> I was gonna add a add a sadder afterthought. Oh, <laughs> uh, do you do you want to share that do anyways? Now. Do it now. Do it now. We can yeah, we can end with something okay, more positive so... after yeah, yeah, said yeah. you know we'll, after we'll, we'll, talk, we'll talk about something fun afterwards. We'll talk about something fun right now. Okay. I think that like you know the stress that we are facing right now, some of the people, <laughs> some of the people who are like less fortunate than us have been just facing for like generations. Of course. Of oh course. yeah. I, I don't right? think anyone is saying and... like sorry sorry you. No 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 no, no. Yeah yeah no I'm, I'm not no I'm not saying that we're that we were alluding to something else. I, yeah. I'm just saying that I'm like it's it's really hard to expect someone to like face all of this stress, go through like school um and 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 like expect them to focus on it like perfectly well well enough to um actually come up i i i can't imagine like maybe growing up in like a single parent household where maybe you have like a brother and one parent maybe is is like barely making ends meet and and they're stressed out after like a maybe a shitty day at work and then and maybe those shitty days at work are I'm fucking going on a tangent. Let's just skip this. No, no, no. I think, I think <laughs> without just sort of writing that off as rambling, I think the point being is that if we're talking about emotional capacity, there's only so much emotional like investment you can apply to other things hmm. when you already have, like as Nikki mentioned, everything we've talked about is all uh, irrelevant of our own personal lives, right? Of our own oh, yes. relationships. You got me back on friends, time. Like, family. Yeah, yeah, don't worry. I, I got you with the guy. I, I got you with the tagging. Don't worry. That wasn't a bunch of useless once, rambling. Once you, <laughs> once you reach your mental capacity or your threat threshold, I feel like if you're pushed beyond that, you just stop giving a fuck or or you oh, kind of yeah. go crazy you kind of go you're not, right. you you can't you can't actually like um uh, go through life uh and and handle it also you kind of like let some parts of yeah. your some facets of your life just kind of fall maybe that's school maybe that's social maybe yeah, that's right, your right. health something right? always and, something could slip easily right and then maybe one seeps into the other both of those seep into the last or i mean all of the other ones and that's how you fuck it all up i mean it's unfortunate but it's sort of the big reason why especially now depression is like higher than it's been for a very long time i feel like depression like the numbers weren't taken before i think it's more uh i think people are paying closer attention to it now um but i do agree or maybe not. I don't know. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm not sure if depression rates have been going up or not. But I, I, I feel like it's possible that it's stationary. Maybe. I mean, we don't, we don't actually have the statistics. Um, yeah, we don't. You know. And again, we are, you know, uh, disclaimer here. Yeah. We are still not doctors from the beginning <laughs> of the podcast. Yeah, we're also not True. doctors. We're not, and we are also not saying that our problems are any bigger than anyone else's. We are simply trying to give our most objective view on this, no matter how subjective we actually have to be, because uh, we oh, are this all is subjective as fuck. This is subjective, we but we are trying to be. We are all trying <laughs> to be objective here, in, in 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 a topic where you really can't be objective. But besides the yeah. point, I'd like to end this segment with a. It'd be like that sometimes. So <laughs> it'd be like that sometimes. <laughs> it do. It do. It do. It do be like that. You know, I mean, I we think, I have, think... Like, something on the soundboard for for this. Yeah. Like, yeah, I can't guess. We, yeah, like Rocky that. just could just press it, and it'd be like, it'd be like it'd, that. It'd be like that. <laughs> Like we can easily oh, okay. get it be like we'll this save episode. that for after the pilot episode next episode no. then um I mean, if we're trying to be optimistic like should we i don't know should we talk about or should we ask each other i don't know this this might get too too mushy so yeah. please feel free to shoot me down yeah, yeah, yeah. but like should we talk about like something optimistic we're trying to work on or look forward to for ourselves or is that right now is that or is that no? every single time no, 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 like, uh, like the the four of us. I don't know. Is that much? Right now, I'm I'm currently busting to Mead's ass at this fitness competition, and he owes me money. Ah. So <laughs> we out here, oh, yeah. yeah, gang, 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 shit. Well, uh, I guess if, if I'm gonna be tagged in here real quick, I'm getting my ass busted, but I'm also looking forward to busting ass eventually. Look, man, it's it's. Why do you want to beat my rough, ass, bro? Why do you but wanna... we're all trying to work out where we can. Why do you want to beat my ass so much, bro? What's good? Can I say something? 
All right, well, the hanky pinkies for after the podcast. Okay. <laughs> okay boys, <laughs> secure the bag. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, Rafi, anything you want to say? Yeah, sure. I mean, I've been trying to like keep myself busy. Um, yeah. probably gonna start like a Udemy course on like data science or big data or something. Try to like, nice. you know, branch out. Mm-hmm. You know, find a job so I can you know live, do stuff, live, <laughs> live my life. Yeah. Fair, fair. yeah. Once COVID's better, hopefully the job markets the, the job markets get better too. Oh yep. my god! And finding a job is we really don't care about what Pratik has to say, right? Like I can move on. Yeah, we can. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. No, no, that Pratik, was it. No, no, no. Go ahead. You can say whatever you want to say. No, no, here that's how we're trying to be all yeah. healthy and positive. No, we gotta we gotta add in our actual personalities here somewhere. Fair. I think I think that's a whole fair. lot of our personalities oh. come out, especially in that last bit. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, so, I mean, to, if you guys want to continue, I, I, we can do the Netflix party if you guys want to do that. Want to talk about the boys? Net, Netflix. Um, party. I'd say should we just oh, save right, right, the right. social dilemma for for Friday, or like just yeah. do like Netflix party yeah. for the social dilemma this week? I haven't watched the social dilemma yet, so I should. I, yeah, gotta no, watch I, I was just saying we could talk about the boys considering all of us have watched. Oh, it. I know, but like we've oh, yeah. hit like yeah. what an hour it's, or something. It's, it's just over an hour, hour and seven minutes. Okay. Um, we can end it here. I'm kind of fine with like this, but if you guys want, I'm, I'm fine with going ahead if you want. Let's take a vote. I'm okay with ending it here. Same. Same. Democracy. Well, okay. I mean, my vote doesn't matter. <laughs> my vote doesn't matter. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Rafi lives in Wisconsin, so his vote is worth way more than oh all of my. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. yeah. We continue now. And all no, the no. Uh, deer like, in my backyard. <laughs> I don't think Rafi oh, even voted Raf- yet. Rafi so. has a rifle, I swear. Is this all still in the podcast? Are we still live? Yeah, we're still here. We're still here. Oh, oh all right. Well, okay, we're still live. We can keep that in. Right, let's, That's uh, fucking real. Let, let's end it here. Uh, you know, yeah. thanks for anyone, any of my friends or Fuck to me, it's friends. Uh, oh, anyone who made it to this point. I am genuinely impressed, surprised, and maybe I'll see you next week. We'll all see you next week. Whoever made it to this point, congratulations. I will buy you a cookie. Probably not. Um, Yo, what if we blow up and this one gets like a, a million views or something? Yeah, I'm not I, buying. I, I have to do a lot videos. of editing. If it I have blows to do a lot up and gets a million views, to me, I will, I will give you a hanky panky in the middle of Times Square. Okay, wait, wait, hanky panky doesn't have to be sexual, guys. Hanky panky could. I don't like. Ending the I'm ending the podcast. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I'm ending the podcast. Goodbye.